You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, March 19th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI or Friars on Base, or maybe my more entertainment pop culture-related stuff at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, Film Inquiry, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, and more. Of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, and if you feel so inclined, only if you feel oh so inclined, guys, you can hit me up on either of those two accounts and, you know, ask me any of your comments, uh, questions, concerns, whatever, I'll try to get back to you, and even more importantly, maybe even get back to you right here on the show, and today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Locker room download the locker room app from the ios app store and find one of our locked on rooms locker room changing the way we talk sports i just did one of those uh, earlier this week on, on, on wednesday that was a lot of fun i hope everybody tuned in i answered a bunch of people's questions so probably looking to do that next week as well but for now um today's podcast i'm talking with rylan styles of locked on royals and locked on thunder if you're an nba guy uh we talk about basically baseball contracts mvp odds a whole lot of just stuff. It's a beautiful disaster. That's the way I'd call it. With if, I, if I'm being honest, uh, that's the way I'd characterize it. But before we get into that talk, guys, I want to talk some spring training kind of developments. And one of the – because there's been two games actually that have happened ever since – you know, I've really talked to you guys, and two very important things kind of happened, right? So first game, let's talk about – this is the most important one. The San Diego Padres lost – on Wednesday uh, to the Chicago Cubs by a score of 8-2. to two. The biggest thing here, you know, Kyle Hendricks pitches for the Cubs. He does Kyle Hendricks things, probably their ace for the season. We'll get to the Cubs in a little bit. And then, most importantly, though, you know, Chris Paddock has a start here. And he goes only one and two-thirds innings, giving up four runs on four hits with three walks and two strikeouts. So, I was not able to catch this game. I was not able to follow the game. I was doing some work, and I think I about at the time, I might have been just doing the locker room. I'm not entirely sure if I was live or not. My take on this is the following. We're, it is spring training, guys. Let's stop. Who cares? It is spring training. It does not matter in terms of all that. However, it should be pointed out that he's not doing himself any favors, Paddock, right? for the concerns that they have on him. By all accounts, I heard that his fastball location was once again an issue. And that was kind of the the tale of his, that was his tale. That was his story last year as a pitcher. He could not locate his fastball. Curveball wasn't ready. I did hear that he started throwing the, cur- the, the cutter a little bit more and it looked okay, looked decent, but the issue was the fastball. So I'm, I'm a little bit encouraged if he's starting to use a little bit, di- um, some different pitches. Aside from just his fastball and changeup, but the fastball is going to be the thing since he uses it so much that if he's going to use it that much, he needs to be better with it. Um, I'm more concerned about the three walks. The control clearly wasn't there. However, I will say this. Last year, just for perspective, there were plenty of guys who didn't look all that great in spring training, and one of them was Garrett Cole of the Yankees. He famously got absolutely lit up. And why was it that he got lit up? Because he was trying out new pitches. 
that's the thing here. Paddock, I think, was was trying to work out some kinks in his game, and when that happens, sometimes when you're experimenting, you get lit up. Is that the same way he's going to perform during the regular season? I don't think so. So while it isn't an encouraging sign for him, and all you guys know that I've been very, very negative on Paddock throughout the course of this uh, this podcast lifespan, I think, because I think, uh, if we're being honest, I really think that the media tends to and, and, and reporters tend to take it easy on Paddock comparatively. That's just me, though. I feel like we don't give enough uh, flack for struggles. Not that we need to be mean about it by any chance. I'm not, I'm not um, trying to insinuate that. But it should be brought up that I just think every now and then it's like, guys, he was really, really bad last year. I mean, real bad. I mean, if your fastball is an issue, this much of an issue, and you throw it like 40% of the time, that's an issue. Um, and in terms of the Cubs, let me quickly talk about them. I don't think I've talked about them much yet. We stole their prize stallion, uh, Yu Darvish, basically. And by, I mean, by stole, I mean like genuinely probably stole. We didn't really give up any major prospects. And before anybody says, oh, that one first baseman guy can be good, I don't care, okay? You can't show me cell phone footage on like a potato iPhone camera and then be like, oh, look at him hit home runs in batting practice. Like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? I don't care. That could mean anything. You know, I, I, just, I just don't care. But um, the Cubs... One of those teams that really did feel like they kind of just quit, they still have some decent players on that team. I'm expecting a big bounce back from uh, Chris Bryant this year, to be honest with you. By big bounce back, I just think being a pretty all-star caliber player, maybe not an MVP level player, but I still think it's weird that this guy had like four straight really great seasons, including an MVP and a, a rookie of the year, obviously. And, you know, one of the seasons wasn't great just because he only played 102 games, but you get what I'm saying. And then after a shortened season in which he only played 34 games and was bad we're like yeah that's the real Chris Bryant we're getting just a little odd to me the only other player that I could remember performing like kind of this good at the third bit it would remind me of an Evan Longoria type of um downturn you know Evan Longoria the beginning of his career pride of the Rays franchise he gets the big contract all that legitimate like MVP guy takes that team to the World Series he's awesome one of their one of their greatest players that they've ever had and then all of a sudden time around like the 28 30 29 30 mark is when he just starts, you know, becoming a really not great player. All of a sudden, he's no longer an MVP caliber player. Defense isn't the same. Starts pulling the ball too much. That's basically what would what we're everyone seems to be expecting is what's going to happen for Chris Bryant. I don't really totally uh, jive with it. Uh, but the Cubs in general, a team that I think kind of really just seemed to quit when they could have at least tried a little bit harder. But we'll see how that team uh, kind of turns out. And then another game that happened was Thursday's game: the Athletics and the Padres. Not much really to talk about here, so I'm going to keep it quick. Uh, they lost by a score of 4-2. to Only noteworthy thing here was that Adrian Morejon was the pitcher who seems to be one of the guys that might get that that starting spot, or not not getting the starting spot, that might be you know next man up if Mackenzie Gore isn't someone that they want to throw out just yet, uh, which I'm not expecting them to do. I'd be a little bit surprised if he make the roster, to be honest with you, but he was okay. He goes three and two thirds innings, giving up two runs on four hits with two walks and a K. Don't like the two walks especially. He's had a little bit of control issues before, but as I've reiterated before, very young pitcher. Has, has shown some good stuff at times, been a really nice anchor for the bullpen especially. So either way, even if he's not someone that starts, really uh, interesting bullpen arm 
that I'm, I'm curious to see uh, how that pans out. So that's really all to say about in terms of spring training action. Since this is such a long chat with Rylan, uh, I'm really just excited to get right into it for you guys. But before we get into it, I need to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, especially college basketball. At the time of hearing this, uh, the NCAA March Madness tournament has begun. It's really exciting. Awesome stuff. I hope you guys are doing well with your bracket. Uh, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED ON when doing so. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, guys, gotta talk to you about something that I mentioned at the top of the pod. It is Locker Room, live audio-only sports talk platform, guys. It's a really great platform. I'm a big fan of it. I used it earlier this week, and what I love about it, you know, it's free to download and and uh, uh, free to use as well. I stumbled a little bit there. Uh, free to use too. And what I love is that it's it's great for watch parties, debates, post-game type of stuff. It's really just great. And there's not a lot of barrier to entry. You just got to download the app, and then you can go right in and talk, and it's set up really well. They've got this gem system. It's really awesome. I'll be hosting new rubes every week probably on this thing. It's a lot of fun, and you can just just hop on in, and I'll let you even talk to me live on the app. How, why wouldn't you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? It's awesome. So remember, all you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group to do that. Uh, follow me at Javier Reyes, that's J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, on the Locker Room app, that's my username, to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live on Locker Room maybe every, I'm thinking every Thursday, Friday, something like that. Uh, it depends on the day. It depends on what special games may be coming up. But guys, come with your spiciest takes, most important. Importantly, locker room guys, it is the future. And also, really quickly, really quickly, last thing, I got to talk to you about something that covers all of sports stuff that you need to know about. That is all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, including sometimes uh, yours truly. Uh, so follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast, guys. And now, finally, let's talk to Rylan. All right, everybody, as promised, as prophesized, I'm being joined by a, a, a favorite guest of mine, to be honest. And it's been a, it's been a while since we've chatted, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm chatting with Mr. Ryland Styles of Locked On Royals and Locked On Thunder. But in this case, more importantly, is the former Locked On Royals. Sir, how are you doing? Doing good. I'm doing better now that you just said I'm your favorite guest of all time. I'll have to go <laughs> report that to the group chat real quick and, and get everyone to know uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Uh, even though I said one of, but you're going to take advantage of that? Okay, fine. Uh, no, no, anyway. See, the power of editing on my podcast feed, I've, oh, that's I've true. cut out the one of. That's true. Well, uh, you know, folks, this is why you get your information from two sources. Anyway, um, the last time we chatted, dude, it was actually, it's been a while. I think it wasn't the end of the regular season. I think that was two times ago. The last time we talked was draft. the famous Thanksgiving draft. Oh boy. Our, our annual episode now of Thanksgiving. I, That's actually a week long of content discussing yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, since I have your feed, I just love how every day it was like six parts long. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because we never actually got to ask everybody in the chat their take. We, we forgot to post that on the socials. So that was an unfortunate misstep on our part. Um, and I just want to also say about Rylan, 
he is one of the most remarkable Twitter accounts out there. And here's here's why I'm going to say that. It's because we could literally, the asteroid could be heading for Earth 15 minutes. And what will you see Riley tweet about? Still covering the thunder and breaking down play by play. No One matter time what the world happens. was actually crumbling down. I was like, oh, you know, SGA's out tonight with an ankle injury. So yeah. just so everyone knows. There was like actual real bad stuff going on. There was when the Padres trade for Blake's done. And you're like, SGA just made a great uh, behind the back pass so the little thunder leave 50 to 37 after the the first quarter or something like that <laughs> it's just oh, like yeah, i've got a job to do i'm nothing Absolutely. but a professional that is true and you are a professional so let's be super professional and continue our very professional kind of uh talk that we had last time which was about the albatross contracts in baseball we did God, this before yeah it was it was a long time ago when we did this too i think this is like june or something like that um, so the last time we did this, it was right before the season basically started. So actually it wasn't June. It was like late June or early July. I think when the hell did the season, whatever that's sorry, I'm messed that I am really tired. Um, so we talked about our, our favorite, like albatross contracts in the league. I can recap those. And today I wanted to one, just look back at what we said and whether or not it was proven right or wrong. Most of them, I think we were proven right on. Talk a little bit about Eric Hosmer and maybe talk about some deals that we think are actually really good and team-friendly deals um, for a lot of teams right now or some other guys that we might add to their contracts being a bit of an albatross. So, sir, are you ready to get into this? I'm absolutely ready. I was born ready for this conversation. All right, here we go, sir. So let's start with I did absolutely your... no prep for, by the way. <laughs> it's okay um so let's start with some of the picks that you made some of the names that you listed were johnny cueto yoana cespedes and chris davis those are some of the main names that you brought up we of course had some that kind of crossed over and we agreed upon but those were your three and i have to say three for three on those i don't think there's any mistake on those i know johnny cueto at least pitches while uh <laughs> cespedes was even playing and i think is a free agent now if I'm yeah, not mistaken, I think he's I think he's a free agent. Yeah. yeah, and he's just nowhere to be found. So there's that. And then Chris Davis, who is still under contract for another year. Um, but I will say, you know, I don't want to hype you up too much because you did get one thing wrong, and that was in quotes, I've been all aboard the Royals in a 60 game season. Um, <laughs> this is a real <laughs> thing that you said. And fast forward to now, I think you've made about 150 different jokes saying how miserable you're going to be covering the Royals this year. Apparently, and you're going to be like, yep, that's that's win number 10. Uh, we're in August, so that's win number 10 for the Royals. So how do you feel about those? Well, like I have uh, I was all in on the 60 game season. You know, I was feeling good. Sports were back and uh, that quickly, quickly faded away. And And now. Uh, you know, the biggest comments from last year's pod was about how negative I was. Well, if you don't want to be negative and then put a better product on the field. How about that? We've already gone through that whole charade. Uh, you know, this season, though, there's a bit more optimism now than there was a couple months ago. Of course, you signed Santana, you signed Michael A. Taylor, you signed Mike Miner. I think that this team in, in Kansas City can be an average team and can be a third place team and a competitive team, which is more than we've gotten to say for, for a long, long time. Yeah, that joke was, uh, you know, we're, we're starting this new initiative called Locked On Now on Twitter and everything, where we make these little post-game videos about what happened. And you know, it, it, it's easy for basketball because they play, you know, at, at most once every other day. Maybe you have a back-to-back here or there. But it becomes really hard for baseball because you play 162 times. So do you really need 162 videos of me saying the same thing? Where, yeah, when Merrifield goes three for four and the Royals 
win three to two or lose, you know, five to six. I mean, what do you really need me to talk about here? So that, that was kind of a joke for teams like Kansas City who might not be kind of that World Series team that lives and dies with every game. Because I think that unless you are the Yankees or Dodgers or Padres, you're not really living and dying day to day in baseball. You're kind of just evaluating individuals every single day and, and seeing how that comes together at the end to where the lockdown nows, you know, it, it becomes interesting to handle. And we'll see how it goes this year uh, for all of us whenever we're doing the lockdown now. So I think that there's room to be creative and funny, which has been uh, something that I'm very interested in getting into and seeing specifically yours uh, for the Padres every single day. But yeah, I think that this will be interesting because I think this is our first time, both of us covering 162 of these where yeah. last year we had the 60 game season and now we're doing a podcast every single day. There's actual baseball talk about every single day. And then how do you balance what everything means? Cause last year was easier in 60 games. Every game means everything. Like you don't have time to make up a bad week or month. That's what we saw in Kansas city where they come out in September and they're fantastic. Well, if you would have done that in July and, and had a good July, then that September would have meant something. You would have, you would have been able to overcome that, but obviously 60 game seasons, it's going to be fun. I think that it'll be a lot more fun than last year, just because we know what we're getting ourselves into and we know it's kind of more normal and you don't have a lot of the variables you had last year. All in all, I'm looking forward to a competitive team and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. And you know, just two things. First of all, yes, I agree. This, you know, you're right. This is the first time we've both covered our teams for 162 game season. Cause last year was for me, it was just like dazed and confused levels of excitement and just good vibes. Honestly, like I'm just cruising along enjoying this team that, I mean, the beginning was a little bit rough. They started off 11 and 12, but then of course they become the Padres, which I feel like we don't need to talk about too much on, on this particular podcast. Um, for this year, I have to admit I'm a little I'm a little nervous because it's gonna be like, you know, starting in and you know, I have more work to do and all these things. And I'm on the East Coast, and I don't know if you knew this, but this is a West Coast team, the Padres. So there's gonna be some nights, man. There's gonna be some late nights for me trying to uh keep up with all the things that are going on with the Padres and this team that is World Series aspirations. Yeah, I think this gonna be tough. I mean, for sure. And the second thing is I just have to just shout out um was I going to shout out? I forgot. Damn it. Um, it's not been that great of a shout out. Completely <laughs> yeah, not a good shout out. Um, you, oh, another thing. I want to just throw out another comment that you made. Because um, because you got basically everything right on our last pod when we talked about the contracts. You, all of your takes are right and you've got some more takes. But I do want to just throw out to people. Rylan is capable of dark magic. He messaged our famous locked on MLB group chat. He was just like, I just got home. I'm ready to tune into the game to see what the wizard of Haas does. And then immediately I freaking kid you not three sec, like I'm going to say like a minute later, he grounds out weakest ground out ever to first base of the playoff series against the Dodgers. And I think that seals up their game two win. So Rylan is capable of warping reality in a certain way. So everyone who's listening now, be careful with what you say about it because he might be able to will things into existence. And I also just remembered, speaking of willing things into existence, my last point I was going to make before I stuttered and messed up, uh, we also completed our trade in fantasy baseball, which was Ramon Laureano for Benny, Mr. Andrew Benatendi of the Royals. I get Laureano, you get Benatendi. So we had been talking about it. It was like the Billy Bean scene with Jonah Hill and Buddy Ball, with their, uh, which you appropriately brought up. You know when he's doing the yes uh, fist pump thing. Uh, it was it was very much like that. I imagine for both of us. So I'm excited to see what it means and 
excited to eventually play you in fantasy and we'll probably have to come up with a wager for that <clears throat> yeah it was it was tough for me to cave into you but you you didn't budge and i sat here sleepless <laughs> nights drinking a lot of coffee uh trying to get my secretary <laughs> to give you a call over at your gm's office uh, mm-hmm. but I do remember that vividly where we were we were all watching that game, that Padres game in, in, in the Twitter DMs that we have for all of our hosts. <laughs> and that game luckily came on at about eight, I want to say, central time. I was getting home from doing play-by-play of a high school football game, and the game was in progress, and it had been a great game. And the Padres were making a run. They were making a rally, and the, and Hosmer had a couple guys on, uh, you know, and the Padres were, were this close to getting over the hump in that game. And as soon as Hosmer's on deck and I get home and sit down and see Hosmer on deck, I go, here comes a ground at the second base. Boom. I've watched mm-hmm. this guy over and over again. We know what's going to happen. <laughs> and we know it's going to go down. But yeah, I, I did that through two or three times with Hosmer where he just exact did exactly what I said he was going to do because he's mm-hmm. kind of predictable in that way. But Hosmer had a really good year last year. Yep. And That's that makes it hard again for this year. Mm-hmm. Hold up, everybody, before we continue the chat. You know, March Madness is currently, at the time you are hearing this, Ohio State just lost. Vintage Ohio State, I must say. But it isn't the only madness going on right now. Okay, guys, it's not the only one. We also have the Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup, guys, is Caramel Brownie versus Double Chocolate. And here's the thing. Let me just give you my quick old take on this. This one's easy. I'm going with Caramel Brownie here. I got some love for Double Chocolate. At first, I thought, hmm, double chocolate is the flavor when these things are already covered as 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew, and they have high fiber, high protein, low sugar, low calorie amount. They're amazing, right? But seriously, uh, I think that's a little bit too much chocolate. I'm going with caramel, one of my favorite flavors for anything ever. It's just, It just feels right, man. That caramel brownie flavor... It's bad. It's a bad man. I guess you could say it in some ways. But, guys, uh, that's it on my thoughts for that. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to keep up with this bracket and all the Built Bar madness. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar of them all. And that's funny because I don't know uh, the Yeah, exactly. How do you evaluate it? And you said, now let's go to my picks that I made for the Albatross contracts last year. Obviously, we named the, our segment, the roast. It was called the Roast of Eric Hosmer. And your part, part two, was when we talked about all the bad contracts. Obviously, this includes Eric Hosmer among them. But in quotes for Mr. R- Mr. Ryland Style, if Hosmer ever leans into launch angle, you may be singing a different tune. And what happened, folks? He quite literally leads exactly into launch angle and all the ground balls, all the fly ball stuff, they went up dramatically, or at least the fly ball stuff. But for home runs, he didn't play too many games last season. But Rylan, you were, you were right on the button. Old dogs sometimes can learn new tricks. I am very grateful that Eric Hosmer, I still think, is an extraordinarily bad contract, but it is... Yeah, maybe he could be okay. Maybe he could be a little, maybe that veteran presence that the media in San Diego loves to bring up with him and not really, you know, criticize him too much for his on field efforts. But, you know, let's, let's hope that uh, he could do a lot better this year. And then for some other uh, comments that I made, I brought up Jordan Zimmerman. Honestly, the worst one that I can think of for a free agent signing in a while, honestly, because I mean, he wasn't even like, one year good. I mean, that guy was just a disaster immediately throws a couple no hitters with Washington, but then completely falls apart in Detroit. Then I also brought up Jacoby Ellsbury 
very bad contract. The Yankees reached a buyout with him and all that stuff. I brought up Ian Desmond. I think I was correct about that. And I believe he also opted out of this season. So, mm-hmm. yep, Rockies fans, they're going through it right now. And then I brought up Justin Upton, who is not – I don't think he – like he can play, but, uh, I mean, the speed metrics, the exit velocity on him has gone down way low. So I think that he showed signs of being bad last year. It didn't end up that way. He was more just, eh. I think this is the year where he truly – like it's it's going to look real, real bad and – we're all going to be making fun of the Angels again. And the last two people are very interesting that I brought up. And that's Will Myers, <laughs> another <laughs> Padres player that had a great season. And Bryce Harper. And the reason I bring up the Bryce Harper one is because I mentioned that just in general, 13-year deals I always have to mention. I would be a hypocrite to not mention that, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., he just signed to a 14-year deal. So do I have to mention that in this little contract kind of discourse conversation that we're having right now uh the answer is no i refuse to say anything negative Absolutely about not. fernando tatis jr <laughs> i don't care uh we're not going down that route but it does need to be brought up if any of the philly fans want to get on me and i'm i don't even think i want to get on harper we talked about this a lot last yeah. time he's an um, he's a really good player and if he just has one more not to get stupid you know mumbo number mumbo jumbo but if he has like a six or seven war season then and if he's just the same as what he did last year in his first year in philly the guy's a Hall of Fame player, like straight up. He's going to have the 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 volume. I mean, this guy's been playing since he was, I think he debuted at like, what, 21 years old? So, or maybe even earlier than that. What was he like 19? I he forgot what it was. Old, yeah. He was he 19. Was he was he was drafted at 16, I think. And then he yeah, debuted he at 19. Something with his yeah. high school GD type mm-hmm. of thing. But here's why I don't think you're a hypocrite. You know, I think that, yes, Tatis did sign this massive deal. Bryce Harper signed it at 27. Tatis signs it at 22. I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, this is, uh, there's there's not a world in which Tatis stays healthy and he's not in baseball and not playing really well for the next 14 years. So mm-hmm. this is this is much different than signing a guy like Albert Pujols to a 10-year, 12-year type of deal or Josh Hamilton or CJ Wilson just bashing the Angels right now. You're signing yeah. any of those guys to a long-term deal because they were not 22 at the time. You yep. Locking up a 22-year-old, is not is not scary to me years wise. Now numbers wise, there is a cynical part uh, uh, that you can put out there of here's a guy who's played less than 162 baseball games at the major mm-hmm. league level. But it's it's kind of like the same argument you're having with, with Bobby Witt Jr. right now. We're also in an era that we've never seen before. We've never Absolutely. seen guys who 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 dig into baseball year round and only play baseball and, and specialize in baseball and find a way to get ready for baseball every single time to where. Yes, we've never seen it. We've never seen a guy be this good right out of the gate like Tatis is. We've never seen a guy, for the most part, go from playing in the Arizona Fall League, no college experience, and going right from high school to the big leagues. But who's to say it can't happen? Because technology, medicine, skill sets, body types, all that stuff is advancing right before our eyes to where it can be possible that Bobby Wood Jr. can come up and can be really good the same way he's been good in spring training and every other phase. Tatis can play less than 162 games and still be this consistent product that we've already seen from him so far. I think that the money portion of it could get concerning because, you know, it depends on the ownership group and who knows what can happen with the economics of baseball. And you have that Hosmer contract on the books. You have my my shadow on the books. How much more can you spend? And when does it start to hit the fan where you start needing to come up, come and pull off of that spending and try to make some money. And then the fan base, I think that this can really rejuvenate the fan base in get Padres fans selling out these games every single day, whenever it's legally and safe to do so every single game 
when everyone can be healthy and do so to where, yeah, you're shelling out a lot of money, but you're also going to be investing and getting back a lot of money from your fan base. So I, I don't see a way where Tatis can be a bad contract right now because of the simple age portion of his deal where he's not 27 like Bryce Harper was. Yes, but absolutely. Bryce Harper, talent-wise, might be, he might mm -hmm. be an example for Tatis because talent-wise, Bryce Harper came out of the gate and was amazing. I mean, the MVP type of guy. And now there's significant rumblings from just certain groups of people that think that he's overrated and he sucks, which I, I don't think is true, but he hasn't been an all-star since 2018. And I mean, that's, that's not yeah. too long ago, especially when you consider we didn't have an mm -hmm. all-star game in 2020, but still mm -hmm. the future for him is a lot less certain than Tatis's, especially with the way they started out right out of the gate. So I'm more concerned about, you know, what Tatis can develop into because you just never know what can happen to players more so than the years given. I don't think that the years have any, anything to worry about because he's only 22. While you were talking, I figured out Tatis's uh, odds to win NL MVP, and mm -hmm. he has the fourth best odds to win NL MVP at plus 800, only behind Soto, who's the leader, Bellinger, mm -hmm. and Betts. So, hey, there you go. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, a, I'm, I actually, I'm fine with Bellinger being higher, but I'm still a little surprised. You know, I thought that the numbers might be down on him just because he wasn't great last year in the regular season. I know he made some great plays before the Dodgers fans start roasting me. He made some good plays, but I'm a little bit surprised by it. the Soto and the Mookie Betts one. Perfectly understandable. Do you have a sleeper candidate for any for at least for your league or the National League that you think could win the MVP this year? I know this is not the main yeah. conversation, but now that you brought it up. Yeah, you know, I think that there are some interesting targets for the MVP. I mean, Otani is not a sleeper early because I just did not realize that they have this man at the fourth best odds to win AL MVP. Wow. But Holy granted, cow, really? Yeah, well, that's amazing. Mike Trout, you know, Mike Trout's plus 300. So anytime that you have a guy that's plus 300, everyone else just kind of goes the way of the dodo bird. Uh, but I think that Shohei, if this Angels team can find a way to be good, but they don't have enough pitching, maybe Otani can get in there. I don't think that the AL has a sleeper. I think in the NL, though, things are a bit more wide open to where maybe if Christian Yelich just is phenomenal in this season mm -hmm. and the Brewers win that division when really everyone's just kind of picking the Cardinals because they got Nolan Arenado, if Yelich can be that kind of uh, stud player he was, he can win another MVP, maybe. But again, I think that the, that the mountain is stacked against him because one of these Dodgers is going to go off, right? One of Bellinger or mm -hmm. Betts is going to go off. So they're going to be ahead of him because they're going to have a better record. Tatis is going to be incredible. And then Soto is one of the best players in baseball. So if the Nationals are even respectable, maybe he can take home the hardware, hardware too. So he's kind of buried a little bit in that regard. But but it's going to be fun betting on all the action at BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. And cut, everybody. That does it for part one of my discussion, this beautiful disaster conversation with Rylan Styles of Lockdown Royals. But before we get into the future of this podcast, guys, if you're the type of baseball fan that gets super nerdy, super giddy about the the, the prospects, all them prospects, and if you're a Padres fan, you certainly are used to getting uh, excited over prospects lately. We have the podcast for you, though, that is Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play -play extraordinaire Mr. Aram Layton is the only daily podcast guys out there devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow from team focused farm system breakdowns prospect rankings and even interviews with some of those brightest stars and up and comers of the game locked on emily prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts guys highly recommend listening to that chat i did with arab on wednesday it was so much fun uh such a great guy and so much smarter about baseball than i am so please go listen to that but in terms of the future of this podcast 
podcast Monday. We're going to do part two of this beautiful disaster uh, pod where we're going to talk about some guys that we think have the best contracts in baseball. We think we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about a little bit of fantasy stuff. We get a little, we go on a couple of tangents about baseball in general. I, I just think it's a lot of fun to listen to. I'll also be talking about, you know, the spring training action that occurs over this weekend. If anything kind of notable pops up, then I'll be sure to cover that. And also, this should be a lot of fun on Tuesday. I'm posting the recording of my locker room session that I did on St. Patrick's Day. It was so much fun, so off the wall. Had some brewskis, I guess, uh, on the side to celebrate it, all that stuff. It was a lot of fun. And just, I guess it's like a a raw, the the live version of yours truly. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And then Wednesday, we are doing Division Day. We're back from my off week of this Division Day thing here at Locked On. And we will be talking to... Mr. Ryan Latica, Mr. Ryan Latica of Locked On Rockies. That should be a lot of fun. I know that they're not a good team, but I just, I'm so excited to talk to Ryan. I haven't talked to him before, uh, new host for Locked On Rockies, and I just feel like it's, he's going to be in a dark place, and I cannot wait to hear what he thinks about the Rockies. It's going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that and some other things that I have working in the pipeline. But that's enough talking out of me in this chunky boy pod that I gifted to you on this Friday, uh, beginning of March Madness Day. With that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Even also, if while you're at it, could you uh, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app? I would greatly appreciate that. But I've been talking enough, guys. Like I said, follow the show or myself on Twitter at LO underscore Padres or at Jabapeno. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.